My name is Leonidas, and this is Informed Dissent. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 44 of Informed Dissent, the podcast where we push back against the culture of groupthink and challenge the narrative. I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful Easter holiday, spent time with your family, ate some good food. We were off last week, but we're back to it this week. And man, NF's album came out. It came out and it is awesome. It's it's incredible. I wholly encourage you to go listen to it. There's a new video out for his song, uh, Happy, and it's it's fantastic. Not going to spend too much time talking about it here, but it's it's really good. Go check it out. Um, so this week I just have one narrative I want to tackle because I I have a lot to say about it. It's going to take the whole episode to get through it all. And it's, it's pretty much an extension of what we've been talking about the last few episodes, but things keep escalating and things keep happening and we have to keep continuing to push back against this stuff. So today I want to discuss what happened with Riley Gaines at, at San Francisco State University and the general toxicity of the pronoun brigade and the, the ideological incompatibility of feminism and transgenderism. The two concepts just, they cannot possibly coexist. But all right, let's get into it. Narrative number one, transgenderism is valid. And I'm just going to leave it at that because that's the fundamental narrative that we're dealing with, right? The idea that transgenderism is valid and that we all just need to accept it, but not just accept it. We must embrace it and celebrate it. It's not enough to simply tolerate it. We must enthusiastically affirm it or else. That's it. Hold it right there. Pronoun trouble. Now, I should preface this with. I don't believe people who are confused about their gender should be treated badly or should be attacked or any of that. Despite the nonsense that these activists claim, criticizing this stuff does not equate to hatred of people with gender dysphoria and some kind of wish to do them harm. It's just not true. Now that said, the ideology here is totalitarian in its application and its activism. It demands affirmation or else you are punished. And it does so without any regard for anyone else's health and safety. Even as it bemoans the supposed threats against the health and safety of those who adhere to it. Riley Gaines is a great example of this. And if you remember, Riley Gaines is the champion swimmer from the University of Kentucky who has been speaking out against men competing against women because she was forced to share a locker room and compete against Leah Thomas. And she tied with Thomas in the NCAA swimming championship, but they gave Thomas the trophy because, well, we all know why. So anyway, Riley was speaking at San Francisco State University on this issue, and she was assaulted And she was not allowed to leave by an angry mob of trans activists. And she had to have police protection and was trapped in a room for hours, apparently, before she was able to leave. 
Here's one of the videos. I'm coming. I'm good. I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. So, I know you can't see the video, but what's happening is Riley is being escorted down a hallway and there's a massive crowd of people that are pushing and shoving and she's, police officers are trying to get her to a place of safety. And at one point she gets punched by a man in a dress and it's, it, it's outrageous. The whole thing is outrageous. And people are obviously screaming. I had to heavily censor that because uh, the expletives, but they're screaming at her and it's incredible. And then there's another video where they're gathered outside the room where she's hiding essentially. Um, so been, until things calm down and she can leave and they won't let her leave. They demand that she pay them in order to be allowed to leave. Here's the video. And what we're hoping to do is to keep things peaceful. And Make her lose her flight. And move when we're over-talking each other, we're not going to hear each other. Don't let her hold! They know. You're on to you. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what we want to do is maintain what we're doing right now, and and as the speaker insists, we can continue our conversation. The university president responded to the incident, saying, Thank you to our students who participated peacefully in Thursday evening's event. It took tremendous bravery to stand in a challenging space. I am proud of the moments where we listened and asked insightful questions. I am also proud of the moments when our students demonstrated the value of free speech and the right to protest peacefully. These issues do not go away, and these values are very much at our core. This feels difficult because it is difficult. As you reflect process and begin to heal please remember that there are people resources and services available and ready to receive our gator community including faculty staff members coaches and mentors who are here to support you oh man as you reflect process and begin to heal so these people assaulted her and essentially kidnapped her. And yet somehow Riley is the villain and these people are the victims. How does that make sense? It's baffling. It shouldn't be surprising at this point, though, right? I mean, it shouldn't be surprising because this is what they do. But 
The depths of human depravity just never cease to shock me. And honestly, I hope I never become so calloused where I feel nothing about these sorts of attitudes and behavior. How can you watch a woman being assaulted and attacked by a mob and being trapped and not allowed to leave? And then you turn around and side with the mob and hug the mob. Pretend the mob is the victim. It's just, it, it's evil. It's evil. The person with gender dysphoria who just wants to live their life and be left alone, I have no animosity toward them. Live and let live. If that's what you want to do, if that's what makes you happy, fine. But these people, these people, I have nothing but the utmost disgust, just utter disdain for every single person in that video and for everyone at that university who supports it. How could you? And Riley made this point herself, but it's worth repeating because it's a good one. What if the roles had been reversed? What if it had been a transgender speaker? And a mob of anti-trans people assaulted her and caused her to be barricaded in a room for hours. It isn't difficult to imagine the outrage in that scenario. Every student involved would be expelled. The media would lose their minds. The FBI would be doing doing an investigation on the rise of anti-trans domestic terrorism. Celebrities would have been singing that stupid John Lennon song. The White House would have declared a national day of mourning. It would have been insane. You know it. I know it. They know it. But hypocrisy is the point. Hypocrisy is the point. You know, not that that long ago, it was all about protecting women and women's spaces. Heck, even now, if you bring up the issue of abortion, feminists come out of the woodworks to screech and yell and take their shirts off. But here, where are they? Where are all the feminists at San Francisco State University? I asked that question on Twitter and had a few people get mad at me because they didn't want me saying that feminists were silent when some feminists were speaking up. And it's true. There are some feminists who are vocal about the trans madness. J.K. Rowling being one of the most prominent examples. But again... If you bring up something like abortion, they're everywhere, in your face, all the time, and letting you know about it, loud. With this, it's not even remotely comparable. And you know why? It's because most feminists are afraid of the the TERF label, which stands for Trans-Exclusionary Radical Feminist. They're scared to go against trans ideology, so they don't push back. The TERFs do, and hats off to them for being brave enough to do that. But at some point, you still have to recognize that feminism itself is the problem. Feminism has given transgenderism its power. Feminism embraced LGBT dogma and championed it. If feminism is Dr. Frankenstein, transgenderism is Dr. Frankenstein's monster, and the two cannot coexist. One must destroy the other. Whereas in the case of Dr. Frankenstein, they engage in mutual destruction. They cannot coexist. 
So it's no surprise that you have an absence of feminist whenever something like this happens because they have to choose. They have to choose who to defend. Are they going to defend women or are they going to defend transgender activists? Which side are you going to take? You can't do both. You cannot possibly advocate for women and protecting women and women's rights and women's spaces and women's futures if you can't even objectively define what a woman is. You can't. By allowing transgender ideology to erode the objective truth of biology, there can no longer be a such thing as a woman. And there can no longer be a such thing as advocating for women. Because it becomes a meaningless phrase. Literally anybody can be a woman. (laughs) I mean, it means nothing. Who are you advocating for in that case? If all I have to do to escape accusations of patriarchal oppression is to announce that I'm a woman and there's nothing you can say about it, then what are you doing? Who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting against? You have to define it. You have to define what a man and woman is in order to say who you're fighting for and against. And if you can't do that, then you can't, you, you can't support the cause. It's self-defeating. When you watch the video of Riley being attacked and, you know, the raucous crowd chasing her through the hall and screaming at her and assaulting her and and causing her to need police escorts to get through, you notice a few things. One, there is the mob of hostile people who genuinely want to hurt Riley. They genuinely want to see her suffer. That is obvious. Just because she disagrees, just because she says that men cannot be women and men should not compete against women in in women's sports. You also see that other than police officers, Riley is mostly alone. There's no crowd of counter protesters there to push back and protect her from these animals, which is why I criticize the feminist. Because I know for a fact that had it been a pro-abortion speaker, they would have been there in large numbers. And lastly, consider this simple question. Is this the behavior of an oppressed group of people? Is this how we expect oppressed people to act? And I've made this observation as well about black people who goad police officers who loot stores during riots, and who denigrate white people to their face. Is that the behavior of an oppressed class? Or is it the behavior of people who recognize that they have the power to bully others with impunity because the system will protect them? The system has special rules for them so they can get away with things that no one else can get away with. Which one seems more likely? Is it the privileged or the marginalized who are allowed to get away with assault? Is it the privileged or the marginalized who can riot during an entire summer and cause billions of dollars in damage and murder 30 people without any real consequences? 
people still support you and put your hashtag in their Twitter bios? Is it the privileged or the marginalized who can get people fired from a job for insulting them and their identity for something like using the wrong pronouns? Throughout the entirety of human history, I am not aware of any oppressed group who was able to wield institutional power to harm their supposed oppressors, as well as protecting themselves from consequences when they attack them. I'm not aware of any group that was not even afraid to attempt to do this openly. I love this headline from the Babylon Bee. It says, I'm a victim, yells trans activists while punching woman in the face. (laughs) Yeah, that perfectly sums it up. For a group that supposedly has no power, they sure do seem to be wielding quite a bit of it. And when you think about what they're mad about, it gets even more ridiculous. Riley is talking about protecting women in athletics and having female exclusive spaces like locker rooms (laughs) and not allowing men to compete against women because it's not fair. So in response to this, They feel like Riley deserves to be assaulted or at best deserves to have a mob go after her and shout her down because she says that men should not be allowed to compete against women. If you champion women, if you believe that women are special and unique and powerful and whatever, then that statement should make sense to you. It makes sense to me and I'm not even a feminist. For someone who complains about the patriarchy all day long, it is bizarre for them to take the opposite line here. Down with the patriarchy. Also down with women who think men shouldn't be allowed to dominate women's sports or invade their locker rooms. (laughs) We, We simultaneously have viral videos of women complaining about men even glancing in their direction at the gym. Or like the video where the woman freaked out because a man started to approach her in the parking lot and started yelling at him. Terrified of men. Terrified, disgusted with men. How dare they even get near a woman's space without permission? But yet, if that exact same man declares that he's a woman, all of a sudden he can go in their locker rooms while they undress in front of him. Is that rational behavior? Is this logical? If you identify as a man, you're a dangerous predator. But if you identify as a woman, you somehow become a fellow traveler with the supposed prey. If the supposed wolf identifies as a sheep, then the sheep will let him in? That's all he has to do? It's madness. It doesn't make any sense to me why women support this. I I don't get it. Especially people who proclaim themselves to be feminists. It doesn't make sense. People like Megan Rapinoe, the soccer player with pink hair, not to be confused with Antoine Griezmann. But here's Rapinoe on Twitter. She said, Today, politicians in D.C. are claiming to protect women's sports by pushing a trans and intersex sports ban. Call your congressional rep today to say women's sports need protection from unequal pay, sexual abuse, and lack of resources, not from trans kids. 
Hashtag let kids play. <laughs> Riley Gaines responded to that tweet and said, It's worth noting that, number one, you're done with your athletic career. And number two, because you aren't sexually attracted to men, it's unlikely you will ever have a daughter to defend. To me, this looks like a classic case of virtue signaling because you have nothing to personally lose. I can respect opinions that differ from my own, and everyone is entitled to think or speak independently, but I can't help but think Megan Rapinoe would genuinely shiv any male who tries to take her spot on the U.S. women's national team. (laughs) Seriously. And there is a bit of a sleight of hand Rapinoe is doing here too, which is the favorite tactic of progressive dishonesty. She makes it sound like these kids wouldn't be allowed to play at all. As they would be banned. It's an outright ban. They would be banned from athletics. Clearly, that's not the case. What is the case is that boys would not be able to identify as girls and go dominate the girls. That's what it means. And funny enough, that problem only goes in one direction. There doesn't seem to be a huge issue with girls identifying as boys and dominating the boys. Why might that be? But Riley's right. Rapinoe would throw a fit if a man took her spot on the team. I mean, the whole equal pay thing they went through where they complained that the men made more than they did. If gender doesn't matter, if biology doesn't matter, then why didn't they just go play with the men? Why not scrap the women's team altogether and just play with the guys and make the same amount that way? It's because they know. They know better. They're being dishonest. They are liars. And really, that's the question, isn't it? Why do we even have women's sports? I mean, from a logical standpoint, women's the only reason that we have women's sports is because men have a biological advantage. So we separate men from women so that women can have their own competitive division without having to compete with men. That's the purpose. The purpose isn't about feelings. People don't go play women's sports based on feelings. They go play women's sports because they're women and they can't compete with the guys. If they could, then they would. There's nothing stopping them from playing with the men. There's no rule that says that women can't go play in the NBA or play. they can't play in the NFL. They can. They just physically cannot do it. So what do we do? Do we, I mean, do we just ignore biology? Do we scrap women's sports altogether? And just let everybody compete, every man for himself? And then that would just shut every man for himself. (laughs) Every woman for herself. And that would shut women out of competition. Is that what we want? It's the same. By letting men compete with women, we're saying that biological advantages, the biological differences don't matter. So what's the point in having women's sports if we're going to do this? Yeah. You know, this this extends to all manners of things. It just seems like the it seems like the virus is spreading. The toxicity is spreading. It's everywhere. Everywhere you look. There's, there's this virtue signaling. There's this 
need to appear to be inclusive and include transgender people. Well, actually, it's mostly trying to include men who think they're women being included into exclusively female spaces or or spaces where females tend to dominate like ballet for instance there i saw this video where uh, there's this ballerina i think i think this was in the uk uh, but it still shows how insane this ideology is and how it's rotting people's brains and it's a worldwide phenomenon at least in the west it's it's a it's a phenomenon that's sweeping the west and it's it's all over the place but but we're we're seeing it everywhere. It's forcing people to lie about the most fundamental truth, the most fundamental reality. And we're being forced to lie and pretend and act like reality is fantasy and act like fantasy is reality. But anyway, this this man who thinks that he's a woman was accepted into the Royal Ballet Academy, which is a prestigious academy for ballet dancers. And he was accepted. <laughs> and my, go- my goodness, my- somebody put a side-by-side comparison of a real ballet dancer from that company and this gender dysphoric person doing the same, the same routine. And it's unbelievable because he's just a lumbering mess compared to her. It reminds me of that story, uh, Harrison Bergeron, where the ballet dancers had to wear weights around their neck so that they weren't too graceful in order to make everybody equal and make the people who weren't ballet dancers who weren't graceful and beautiful and to make them feel better and they had to wear bags on their heads and all this other nonsense but that's that kind of story is becoming real life that's what they're doing here and i don't mean to be cruel i'm I'm not trying to be mean about this But this person clearly has no business being there. It is clear, even to an untrained person, looking at that ballet, looking at them do their their choreography, even to the untrained person, you can tell that person has no business being involved in a prestigious ballet company. And you you watch her and she's she's incredible. The, The girl that they were comparing him to. She's incredible, graceful and and beautiful and like her movements are fluid and he's all lumbering and, and oh, it's awful. And listen, it, it's not even like men can't be ballet dancers because I've seen exemplary male dancers who are incredible, but this is not that at all. And yet we're supposed to applaud like it's the Special Olympics. That should be insulting. It should be embarrassing, but I guess when your entire identity is built around delusion, it isn't that difficult to shape your ballet skills into a delusion of grandeur. Anyway, the clear hypocrisy and dishonesty of this movement aside, the question remains, is it valid at all? Is there any validity to it whatsoever? Matt Walsh who's been very vocal about these issues, had a few exchanges with transgender people at an event. Listen. You're, you're saying that you discovered that you're a woman. I'm asking you how you did. That's a very fair question. Okay, okay. How do you know that you're a woman? That's fine. All right. So first of all, listening to transgender people 
and it was like, okay, this is a one-off, you know, one person describing these things. Um, things like looking at yourself in the mirror and not recognizing yourself. Uh, hearing compliments, like you are such an example, like a positive masculine role model. And just hearing that and being like, you know, it feels like they're talking about somebody else. Um, it means feeling alone, even when you're surrounded by guys, even when you have a lot of friends. And I was active in like Boy Scouts. I'm an Eagle Scout. Uh, I had great masculine role models my whole life. And yet I never felt like I belonged. I felt welcome. And but why, why does that make you a woman? Uh, because As opposed I, to just a, a man who doesn't get along with some other men or a man who's, who's, who's depressed, or a man who doesn't feel at home totally in his body, which, by the way, is a, is a pretty universal human experience. Everybody goes through it at one time or another. So, so in what way does that make you a woman, though? And you, you, it, It's interesting. You're, you're telling me that you listen to the experiences of other transgender people. Well, yeah. But what about women? Because so, you, you, trans women are women, you would say, right? I would say that, yeah. Exactly the same? Yes. Okay, well, then why well, do you need to hear the testimony of trans, quote-unquote, trans women? Like, how, 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 you pick any, any actual woman in this room. In, in what way do you know that you belong in the same category as them? Uh, I know because they tell me. So here was the... You need them to tell you what you are? Women. Yes. But uh, you know that you're a woman. Yes. What is that? Uh, so gender is a social thing. It only I don't makes want to sense hear that. What is a woman? What no. is a woman? What is a woman? The word, word woman, define in the dictionary. Go. A woman is somebody who is included and respected and seen and participates in society, recognized by other women. If you speak with women... Circular definition. That's mine. Whatever. Okay. All right. Okay. So, again, we see circular reasoning and inability to define terms. What is a woman? We don't know. It's whoever wants to be a woman or whoever feels like a woman, but we can't tell you exactly what that is because it's apparently different for everyone, which of course means it's a meaningless word, if that's true. If it's true that everyone can decide for themselves what a woman is, then there's no such thing as a woman. It's simple. How do you know you are a woman if you don't know what a woman is? It's common sense. And here's another exchange Walsh had with a different person. So you are making a claim that contradicts common sense, science, biology, also the entire experience of the whole history of the human race. And so what that means is that the burden of proof is on you to support it. And so I'm going to ask you, you said that people need this stuff so they can live happier lives and potentially to, it'd be life-saving, you said even. Aside from your anecdotes of your friends who told you so, how do you know that? Okay, so um, thinking back to when I was 16 in an anatomy class, when I learned that um, transgender people tend to have the brain structure that confirms their identity that they identify with. And you can look that up. That, that's I, a fact. I will look that up. Yeah, it's a fact. I will it's look that up. I won't find it. <laughs> yeah. It's not a fact. Oh. It's not a fact. Should we all pull out Google really quick? Look. Um, so you're saying a trans man has the brain of a woman? No. I'm saying that a trans man who identifies as a man will tend to have similar brain structure that a cis man would. You know, what's interesting about this exchange 
is that the girl makes an appeal to brain differences between men and women. This is an insane argument to make because the entirety of transgenderism ideology hinges on the belief that sex and gender are disconnected. They're separate, supposedly. The belief is that gender is not tied to biological reality. But here, this woman is attempting to make the argument that there are clear biological sex differences. And not only are there clear biological sex differences, but that gender, which is supposed to be separate, manifests based on these sex differences. Which, by the way, the idea that there can be a male brain and a female body or vice versa is not real and has been debunked many times. But regardless, the acknowledgement that we are dealing with biological reality and disordered psychology is remarkable. What it says to me is that they know the truth. They know what a woman is. Of course they know what a woman is. They know that there is a biological reality. And they know that men who pretend to be women are attempting to feign biological reality. That's what they're doing. A woman is an adult biological female. A transgender woman is a man who wants people to believe that he is an adult biological female. Those are the definitions. And he does this in a number of ways. He grasps on the female stereotypes. He wears dresses and heels. He wears makeup. He grows out his hair. He wears press on nails. He carries purses. He changes his voice pitch and cadence to sound more feminine. He takes hormones to try to biologically align himself with female biology. He gets surgery by having breasts added or facial surgery to soften his features to better align himself with female biology. The entire charade is to try to make himself pass as a biological female. That is the point. Biology. Not feelings. Otherwise, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter what he looked like or what he sounded like or what clothes he wore or any of it. None of it would matter because being a woman isn't about any of that, we're told. And yet, this is what they do. They pretend to have period cramps. Why? Because they know that being a woman is biological, they advocate for children to be put on hormones and have surgery. Why? Because they know it's biological. They know. They know what a woman is. They're lying when they pretend otherwise. So no. It's not valid. It's not correct. Men cannot be women. Men should not be competing in women's sports. Riley Gaines is absolutely right. And these people should not be allowed to try to bully others into submission, into accepting this delusional false reality, into embracing lies and celebrating mental illness. To quote Alexander Solzhenitsyn, we know they are lying. They know they are lying. They know we know they are lying. We know they know we know they are lying but they still continue to lie. No more. 
I'm not expecting these fake feminists to actually stand up for women when it counts. But the rest of us should. We have to. Enough is enough. Thanks for listening. I'm Leonidas, and this has been Informed Dissent. Hey guys, make sure you pick up my new book, Raising Victims, The Pernicious Rise of Critical Race Theory. It's available anywhere you get books. Also, be sure to check out my Substack at leonidas.substack.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast and Substack, you can do so at donorbox.org slash leonidas. I really appreciate that. And as always, do your own research, challenge everything, and don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe. We'll see you next week. God bless.